What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kicks and Giggles podcast. Um, I'm back in my studio now, in my makeshift studio in my bedroom, so it should sound better than last week. I re-listened to last week's, and I know it was a little echoey, but hey, it's, it's about the content, all right? It's not about the fucking quality all the time. I'm not Howard Stern. I don't have $800 to spend on a mic, okay? I gotta, you got to keep it real, you know? By episode 45, different story. Then it should start sounding better, but for now... This is what you got to deal with, baby. Um, I, let's get into the Q and A's because I have a, I got a good episode today. So um, Ryan G asks, which I think I answered one of his questions last week, but hey, that's what happens when you don't have fucking fans messaging you all the time. You got to you got to double up on the same guy. Um, he said, "How many shoes do you have in your personal collection?" So this, I like this question because it, it brings a lot of realness to who I am. And I'm not scared to, or not scared, I don't give a fuck to say things that I do that um, other people don't do. And what I mean by that is, when it comes to my personal pairs of shoes, I have like, I don't know, I have like 20 pairs. But what I love doing is wearing a pair and then wear it for a month or so, and then selling it and getting another one. Because when you're not a fucking millionaire or anywhere near, and when you're a 19-year-old kid that's fucking hustling his balls off, you can't really flex, like, you can't really be buying, like, $100 hoodies, $100 jeans, $100 shoes, and keeping that shit, you know? So, um... I got to I got to mix it up and I I still want to look like I'm flexing, you know what I mean? So you got to fucking fake it till you make it, baby. Of course I have a ton of shoes that are really nice and I have a ton of clothes that are really nice, but um I like to mix it up and if there's a new shoe that comes out that I know is super popular and uh even if I don't really personally like it, I'll buy it just to wear it and try it out and then if I don't like it, I'll sell it, you know? I keep a rotation of about 10 different shoes or 5 different shoes if I'm going to travel. Um, like sometimes before I go to LA, I know that I'm going to need some lighter shoes cause it's really, uh, it's really hot there, you know, or I'll need some lighter clothes. So I'll go online, I'll buy some hype shit and then I'll wear it there. And then I come home and I sell it. And it's like, that's, and that's my thing. And I'm not ashamed for fuck you. What are you going to do? You know, at least I'm, at least I'm doing it. You know, I can make, I could either go out there and look like shit or I could kind of invest some money wear it and then sell the stuff and come home and I get most of my money back. And then it's like I only paid a couple hundred bucks or a hundred bucks to uh, wear some cool outfits out there. So yeah, that's, that's, that's that one. You know, now everybody's going to make fun of me. Now I'm the big fucking dork of the podcast world. But yeah, to answer your question, I don't know, like 10 shoes at a time and I just rotate them. Um, I be Jor, I be Jorain asks, Oh he, wow. He asked a few. So he said, we've seen you impersonate your mother. What other impersonations do you have? I don't know. I have a lot, dude. I, I, I do like a Mexican voice. I do an Indian voice. I haven't really brought those out yet um, because I don't want to get like, I don't know. I don't want people to think I'm a fucking racist or the way that people blow shit out of proportion nowadays. It'll, those things will come naturally. Um, I don't like to do it on the spot. I get nervous. No, I actually don't. I just don't fucking want to. Um, he asked, I like this question. If you weren't doing your podcast and making it big, what would you be doing it right now? Um, okay. Well, I do love selling shoes and that's like been a thing for years. So if I wasn't doing podcast and wasn't doing shoes, like if I didn't have anything right now, um, I would probably sell, I don't know, dude. It's like, 
I, while I definitely wouldn't go to school, I would just find another product that's hot to sell, you know? Um, I... I don't know. I actually, you know what? This guy sells vape liquid and he messaged me this huge thing and it said like, I think you're hilarious. The way you talk about people is super funny and entertaining and I admire your grind. And then he told me he's going to send me some vape liquid, which is super cool. And I actually don't vape as much as I used to anymore. Um, I like completely quit, but um, I figured, you know what? He's got some vape liquid. He wants to send it to me. And I'll plug it, and I know a ton of people who vape, so I'll help this guy out. Um, and he asked me, well, what the fuck is the question? Why do I do this? When people ask me questions, I, like, make it something else, and then I answer it. Let me answer the question first. Um, what would I be doing? Yeah, I'd be selling a different product, whether it's, you know, selling steak and working for uh, a meat salesman job because my dad is a meat salesman, and I'd probably want to work with him. Um, or I'd work selling liquor because I don't drink and I know that I wouldn't become an alcoholic and there's a fuckload of money in that business. So I do something like that. Um, the reason why I brought up what this guy said to me and the vape liquid thing is because when I was 16, I made a vape liquid company like quote unquote, because it really wasn't a company. It was just fucking like me making shit in my bathroom. Um, but it was really cool and I like to tell these stories because it gives you guys uh, a view on like what I've done and how many different things I've fucking tried before I found something that actually works. Um, I would, I made this, it was called Fox Grape Vapes, right? And I had a logo made, my brother made me a logo because he, he's really good at drawing and I got the logo copyrighted and I did do some serious like business steps in the in the whole thing. I, um, I made a website. I had this other vape company that was like a wholesaler. I had them that were like sponsoring my bottles. So their logos would be on the bottles and shit. And I would make the labels and it would say like right on there, like how many milligrams of nicotine. And it would have the logo on there, Fox Grape Vapes. I had custom pictures on my website that I bought from Adobe stock. Like I really, really went in on it. And what happened was the result was like three months later, I got fucking gypped and uh, PayPal called me and they were like, hey man, you're 16. Like you can't fucking sell tobacco products online. Also, you're not paying taxes on it. So here's a fucking $300 bill or whatever that I had to, not like a $300 bill, like they billed me for $300 that I had to pay. Okay, $300 bills aren't real, you guys. Um, so yeah, I got, I got fucked over, but it was cool because I know what this guy's going for. And, uh, it, it's a hard thing to like get something set up from nothing. So, um, it's really cool that he's sending me some vape liquid. And even though I don't currently vape, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do it again and I'm going to let him know how it is. And I'll put a plug on my Instagram. Um, let me see if I could do one right now. I think it's called bomb salt. Um, give me one second. Sorry. This is so unprofessional. Yeah, it's called Bombs. Oh no, it's called Bomb Ice. I don't even fucking know, dude. Bombs Ice Lee Liquid. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm sorry, dude. I tried, okay? Uh, I'll put it on my Instagram story, though. He didn't, like, pay me to do a fucking promo, so. Um, next question is from. Oh, I didn't answer this guy's, and he got triggered, and then he was like, dude, you didn't fucking answer last week. So I got I got you this time, bro. It's from Jacob Logsdon. I could have sworn I did answer this. So if I did, then he just, he's fucking 
gaming the system. Um, it says, what do you think about sneaker bots? I've always been against them, but I'm thinking about starting to use them. I'm not a reseller. I'm just tired of missing out on anything. Now, this is a relatable question because I know there's a ton of sneakerheads out there that don't have $800 to spend, and they're like, but they like shoes, you know, but they don't have fucking $800 to spend. So, um, these shoes release, like most shoes, if you don't know, they release online through raffles only or in-store raffles. Very few places have them that's first come, first serve, which is like you wait in the front of the line and then, or you, not in the front, you wait in a line and then they are first come, first serve. If they have 60 pairs, 60 people in line, get them, be the fucking first 60. Um how do you, okay, a sneaker bot is, it's basically like when you're online waiting to purchase a product, at 9 o'clock when that shoe drops, your bot um, will grab it automatically, put it in your cart. And they're not all 100% guaranteed. Most of them are like 60 to 70% success rate. But, I mean, it's definitely better than nothing, you know. Uh, I would say to answer your question it's like it's really not worth it now because a lot of the websites filter out those bots like Shoe Palace, Adidas, Jimmy Jazz. A lot of them have already controlled that. Um, in 2014, 2013, I owned bots, and it was much different. I would have a lot of success from them, or maybe 15 even. Um, but I don't know, man. It's it's not even worth it. In my opinion, I've actually never won or won a pair of shoes from a raffle zero times, and I've never manually grabbed a shoe that was like worth getting. I got like the fucking yellow Gatorade ones and like Pinnacle ones. I don't know. I've never gotten a Yeezy or anything like that from retail because. I already know that like by the time I wake up at 7 a.m. and I sit there clicking the fucking button and I don't get the release for a straight three hours, it's just a waste of my time. So I just either try to get a pre-order and maybe try to win on the pre-order. Like if I find someone, if I was in your case, I would try to find someone that's got pre-orders because then maybe you beat the market by a couple hundred. Um, Otherwise, yeah, I mean, like, you could just try to find a place that's first come, first serve and wait in line. That's the best way to, like, guarantee yourself a pair of shoes. Sure, you might have to wait or wait 15 hours, but, hey, if you fucking want the shoes, that's what you got to do, man. Um, I want to also give this attention, even though this is a sickening topic, okay, and I fucking hate this shit, and I think it's disgusting, but within the past week or so, there was a shooting at Santa Fe High School and a shooting at Mount Zion High School. And uh, this is just fucking so bad, dude. And I know that's very basic to say, but I don't want to pick apart this subject because it's very touchy. And um, I know if you're family or friends or if you've been affected by either one of these shootings, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you and I'm sorry for this. But let me make a little bit of a point here. And I know this is a touchy subject, so I don't want to start any fucking debates or fire anyone up. But if I was still a student in high school, I would look at all of these tragedies that have happened and I would think, you know what, maybe it's time that I fucking drop out and I pull out of high school. And not, not drop out, but maybe it's time that I pull out of high school and I take my classes online. I'll get my GED online and I'll finish school that way because, it, guys, it's so many schools that have been affected by shit like this. And even if it's not a shooting, if it's a fire that somebody caused on purpose or a stabbing or getting jumped or whatever the fuck it is, any form of violence or extreme violence like this, 
Um, it's just kids shouldn't have to worry about that, dude. It's like I, I, I don't even know. It makes me speechless because it's so fucked up to even talk about. But there are like 13, 14-year-old kids that are walking into schools and worrying, am I going to get shot today? And that's really fucked up. And I'm not trying to get, I don't want to get soft and get into tears here. But please let this be a reason for you guys to motivate you to either find another path or go after your passions or, um, you know, maybe just pull out a, maybe if you still want to go to school, that's fine. But how about taking your classes online or go to a smaller school or go to, I don't like, I don't know. That's what I would do. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I, I, I don't know much about what students are going through and I know it's fucking insane and you guys are going through a lot, but that's how I would look at it. I would try to make the best out of it. I would say, uh, let me avoid as many chances as, as I can from, uh, I don't know, walking into a school and having something like that happen. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but that's just my opinion. I don't want to talk about that anymore because I don't want to, you know, piss anyone off, but I think it's a pretty reasonable thing. Find something instead of school that you're passionate about. And it would push you guys to do that. Um, if you thought about this fucked up subject in that way, uh, maybe you'll take my advice. Now, anyways, let's get out of the sad loop. And I want to talk to you guys about my trip in L.A. So I was supposed to go, or I, well, I went to L.A., and this was my thoughts going into this trip, right? I just got back two days ago. I figured, or I actually planned it out. I was going to have Sam Lerner on the podcast. I was going to have Daniel Levy, Ron Funches, Pudi, and Charcoal, and Ty. I had all these guys that I wanted on the show, right? I bought another mic. I was out there, and I was fucking ready. Then... Um, basically all of the, basically I didn't have anyone on the fucking show. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it was because I was really busy with other things and it's so hard. Like when I'm down there for five days, I have six people I need to try to get on my time. And when it's like Ron Funches, a huge star, that's definitely busier than like hanging out with Angelo Blando and doing a show. I can't expect him to be at my beck and call and just like right when I need him, he's coming over, you know? So it, it was much harder than I thought. Um, I guess I, I probably could have made like appointments and, and probably been a little bit more organized with it. I figured it was just, just going to be like, hey, man, come over. Um, but yeah, I forgot that these guys are definitely more busy than I am. So yeah, sorry, sorry to shit on this uh, podcast for this week or the next couple weeks. But on the bright side... Uh, GQ called me, which is a huge men's magazine. They're a men's fashion magazine. And uh, they, my buddy Daniel Levy, I'm actually going to, I'm going to tell the story. Dan Levy calls me and or he texted me first and he said, Hey buddy, call me. I have some huge news for you. So he calls me and he said like, I'm a huge fan of you. And you know, I think you're hilarious and uh, blah, blah, blah. And my friend from GQ wants to write an article about you. He thinks you have an awesome story. And, uh, yeah, he set up the call and two days ago I got a call from them and we had like an hour and a half long conversation and it went awesome. And they're, they're like genuinely interested on how I became some 19 year old kid that supplies all these people in Hollywood with shoes. Um, so that was absolutely awesome. And I had to like prepare for that. You know, I was coming up with some things that I could tell them about or show them. I had to get pictures together. And then I also had a meeting with a manager. Uh, Bert Kreischer hooked me up with his manager, and they had me in there. 
And this guy, like, shout out to Reg. You fucking helped me so much. Um, he sat down and basically just talked about my short-term goals and my long-term goals and where I plan on being within the next 10 years. And he really, really opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, and he helped me understand, like, you might not want to do this, you might want to do this, or whatever, you know. Um, so that was awesome. And I'm happy that I got to come home with those two things in my hand. You know, a huge meeting that I had with him and a huge GQ uh, interview and possibly being in their magazine within the next few months. So um, that was awesome and that was unbelievable. So thank you guys for that. Um, but, you know, it just goes to show that I probably should fucking live there because when I'm down there and I'm like waiting for people or I'm making them wait for me. It's like four days is not a long time to get 10 people in your fucking house um, or in your Airbnb. So I'm planning to move to LA in January. And I, I think I'm just going to sign like a six month lease or maybe a full year, uh, depending on where my money's at. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just so valuable to be down there right now, whether it's for sales or like pursuing a career in comedy or getting to know other people. And like when I'm down there, shit like that always happens. Um, I meet someone or somebody connects me with someone else. Uh, I don't know. It's just I feel like I just have really good luck down there. And um, it, I don't know, just the energy and everything is so much different when I'm there than when I'm in Chicago. And half of my fucking friends live down there. And I have about three friends in Chicago. So that was good. Um, and then I wanted to tell you guys about my plane ride home because this was a fucking disaster. So I fly on American, which usually is like the, I don't know, I used to fly Southwest, but then I heard about the girl getting sucked out of the fucking window and that sounded a little bit scary. So I figured, you know, and when I, whenever I go on Southwest planes, they're the shittiest planes. Like I'll give them credit because I've flown to like LA and back for like 160 bucks or something like that. So you can't beat that. The price is amazing, but there's like I don't know. It's just the seat is very small. It's smaller than a regular plane. It's way more uncomfortable than a regular plane. Well, it is a regular plane. But then, like, I guess the, I don't know, F tier instead of the fucking E tier, um, like American Airlines and United and all those. Um, I don't know. Southwestern is just a piece of shit. But you, you get really cheap prices. So I used to fly with them, and now I started flying with American. So I'm on my flight ride. Flight ride. Hmm. I'm on my flight home. And it's a four-hour flight. And this woman is sitting in front of me. I guess she's like a 20-year-old or like 22 maybe. And she is a Mexican girl. And she was like, I don't know. I thought, for, okay, she's sitting in front of me. And when I'm on a plane, I kind of just want to get like fucked up. Like when I'm on a plane, I wish I got high and shit like that. Because I just want to take Advil PMs until I can't even fucking see anymore. Or, or I want to like take a CBD gummy or something that makes me just fucking chill because I'm the type of guy to like be on a plane and I can't sit still for three hours long let or five hours. I want to get up and fucking scream and run around and f I don't know, you know, I have too much energy for a plane. Um, but I'm sitting in there and I, I don't remember what I ate. I think I took like Dramamine or something. But um, I'm just chilling out. I'm watching Good Mythical Morning videos and watching Fortnite streamers on my computer. 
And uh, this woman in front of me, she's looking at me. So like she keeps turning her head completely around and looking at me. And I th I'm thinking she's really pretty, you know. She has gorgeous eyes and she's got the fucking 85 piercings in her ear across the whole thing. You know, girls that do that. But not like on some emo shit. Like it was just, it was pretty. It looked good on her. And then I saw she had tattoos on her arms and they were really pretty. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe we're going to. Maybe we're going to, let's fuck on the plane, babe. I don't know. I was thinking maybe we got something going here, you know. I haven't had a girlfriend in two years or f three years. Um, and I'm not, it's not, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to get a girl when you're not in school. You know, I'm not around 50,000 broads every day. So I was thinking maybe I'm going to look at this girl enough to let her know, like, maybe, maybe we're going to fuck soon, you know. And, and it turns out that I was in for a fucking treat because now she, she turns around completely in her airplane seat, right? So she's sitting like crisscross in the airplane seat. I don't even know how she was doing this, but like turned around facing me and now she's dead staring me in my fucking eyes. And it went from like, maybe I'm going to get hard on this plane to I'm going to fucking shit myself. What is she looking at? Um, and it became like, went from flirty to uh, maybe I'm going to get like, is this girl going to fucking shoot me or really fast? Um, and I keep looking up and I'm kind of like awkwardly laughing and like, oh, Hey, what are you looking at? It's been 45 fucking minutes. And she keeps looking at me. So now the fucking stewardess walks over and she asked the girl, she's like, excuse me, are you looking, are you guys, do you guys know each other or and the, the girl has headphones in. So the girl just dead stares her. And then the stewardess is like, excuse me, ma'am, take your headphones out. Um, do you guys know each other? Why are you sitting like that? And the girl is like, man, shut your bitch ass up. Like, out of nowhere, just open, like, shut your bitch ass up. Excuse me, bitch. Like, okay. So now I'm, I'm very scared because, as you know, I'm a skinny white kid and whether it's a woman or a man, I'm fucking intimidated pretty easily. Okay. So now she's, she like starts blowing up, blowing off. She starts blowing up on the stewardess and the stewardess looks at me and says, do you know her? And I was like, no, she's just staring at me. And I thought it was flirty. And little did I know she's probably like some fucking crazy woman. So, um, now the, the Mexican lady is yelling at the stewardess saying like, man, he was kicking my fucking seat and all this shit. I don't know how to do a Mexican woman accent, um, but, or I guess a Spanish. I don't know. I don't fucking, I don't know. Um, so they're going back and forth and now it gets to the point where like, I see people are kind of trying to take out their phones and I'm thinking in my head like, oh my God, this is some like white privilege fucking shit and I look like the asshole because I'm the white guy. So I felt horrible and I'm kind of trying to look like, I don't know. I was like, hey, you know, like it's like it's not a big deal. Like, don't worry about it. But then the girl stands up and she's like, you was fucking kicking my seat and you know it. And like, I don't know. And she was saying like, like, this is some racist shit. Like, you guys want to come after me just because I'm fucking Mexican and he's white. And it's like, well, first of all, turn the fuck around, you know? Like, and when the girl is just asking you a question, don't call her a bitch because that's not a good move, you know, babe? It's not good. So then 
the the stewardess is going back and forth, and she says, uh, you know, I'll pull this fucking plane down right now. We're going to have you arrested. I'm not scared to do this. You don't speak to me like that. I own this fucking plane. And she goes like complete, like they were both bizarre, you know. I see where the stewardess was coming from, and I see where the woman was coming from, but it like didn't have to be like this. It could have been like, excuse me, ma'am, turn the fuck around. It's a plane. Um, I well, like in my mind it would have worked that way, but um, now the stewardess walks away and this girl looks at me and was like, "So that's really that's how you gonna be like right when the stewardess walks away, you're just gonna admit that you kicked my chair?" And I was like, "Hey, I didn't admit your, I kicked your chair. All I said was, "Hey, if you feel like I kicked your chair, I'm sorry, but I didn't." And then she's like, "Mm-hmm, okay, I got you when we got off this fucking plane." And then I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Like, is she gonna kill me?" you know, which probably not, but I don't know. And she stands up and she's yelling at me over the chair when the stewardess left. So then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to get up. So I get up and I go to the back and I go like to the stewardess and I was like, Hey, uh, can how about I move? You know, I, maybe she's just having a bad day. I don't want to get her even more triggered. Uh, how about I move? So she's like, okay, puts me in the back. And now now it's level two. It's fucking round two, baby. Now, before I say this, I don't want you guys getting triggered. I am completely cool with gay guys or lesbians or the whole community. I love Jeffree Star. I love James Charles, whether it's transvestite. Like, I don't care about any of the labels. I like people for who they are. I have plenty of gay friends, plenty of like friends in that community. Um, I don't give a fuck, you know? So there was... A guy that was, I didn't know he was drunk, but I did see like wine bottles next to him. But it was very clear that he was a gay guy. So, and that was because he was talking to me and he was already flirted with me before I could even fucking sit down. But I was like, okay, you know what? I'll sit next to this guy. He's probably cool. So now we're sitting there and he's like just talking up a storm. You know, he's like, so where are you from? And where's, how's your trip? And all this. And I was really eager to talk to him. I was like, cool. Like, it, it's much better than almost getting, I don't know, whatever was going to happen up there, it's better back here. So we're talking, and now I realize he's drinking more and more, and I just simply don't like to be around drunk people because I think it's disgusting. I don't want to get thrown up on. I don't want, like, your fucking vodka breath in my fucking eye. Um, so we're going back and forth, and I was like, hey, man, if you're drinking, can I, like, I don't mean to offend you at all, but can I just move over one seat? Uh, I don't want you to, like, get sick and throw up on me. And I understand that was a little offensive, but, like, he made it like, who the fuck are you? Excuse me. I didn't know I was sitting next to a fucking president. Fuck you, then. Sit somewhere else, motherfucker, because this seat's mine. And I was like, okay, dude. Like, you don't have to be like that. So then I was like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Uh, let's just chill out. So he's like, okay, I'm going to bed anyway. So it's nice to meet you. You're really cute. I was like, all right. So now I'm kind of trying to sleep, and I feel a tongue on my motherfucking hand. And that was like beyond. Now, I'm cool with gays. I'm cool with lesbians. I'm cool with it all. But I made it clear to him, I'm straight and we don't go the same fucking way. You know, it's like I like chocolate milk and you like regular milk. And I wouldn't drink your fucking milk if I didn't like it or whatever it was. So, but it's not, I'm fine with your milk, but I don't want it. Okay. That's how it is. So he starts making out with my, like grabs my hand and makes out with it. It was like very forward. Like he sat up, grabbed my hand and was like making out with it. And he's like, you're so cute. I really like you. And now I was like, fuck. Like, okay, I, now I can't do this. And he's like grabbing my shirt and trying to pull my shirt towards him. And I just didn't want to be in that situation. And 
like if you're taking offense to that because you are gay or lesbian, then I'm not wrong. Is all I'm saying because any person in this situation would feel very uncomfortable. You have someone drunk that's trying to make out with you and fucking grab you and pull you towards him. Then he demanded, he was like, oh, I forgot about this part. He's like, you're going to get me a ride home when we get get off this plane, right? And I was like, uh, no. And he's like, well, uh, news for you. Yeah, you fucking are because I need a ride home. And trust me, you want to know who I am. You want to know my friends. You want to know who I am. Like he word for word said that. And I was like, look, motherfucker, I don't know. I don't give a fuck who you are you're not gonna tell me what i'm gonna do and i started getting a little heated so then i was just like look i'm gonna move i'm gonna take a deep breath and move so i finally moved to another seat where i had a very nice woman next to me and we fucking watched ice age or whatever the fuck was on the tv in front of us together um but that took about two hours and uh it just sucked man and I don't know, I, I guess I just wanted to tell that story because I thought it was funny. And I thought it was very, like, no fucking wonder why uh, people get mad when they're on planes. And and the end result of it was everyone on the plane thought I was a fucking asshole because they thought I was the one, like, causing issues. And they saw me moving around three different times that people were just giving me the dirtiest looks. So I don't know, man, that sucked. But, yeah, that was my... I don't like to tell good stories all the time. I don't have to make it a flex fest, you know? I saw this, I did this, I did that. I like to tell you guys the shitty parts of my life, too, because that's how we fucking do it here. We keep it real, you know? Um, yeah, so that was good. I just... I just uh, At least I get, didn't get sucked out of the window, though. So, you know, there people always have worse uh, scenarios. Now, I, I had my notes... Uh, in front of me just now, and I just deleted them. So I don't really remember what I was going to talk about. Oh, okay. Uh, it's 29 minutes in, though. Fuck. I'm going to tell one more story. I met this girl in the airport, and uh, she was really pretty. You know, I could tell that she was, like, near my age, um, and she had, like, a bag that said, like, SCU or something like that, USC. I don't know. I think it's, like, University of Southern California. And I knew that was a college. I just didn't know what the fuck it stood for. But she had uh, one of, like, the varsity bags with her. And uh, she was in the same pizza place as me. So I walk up to her, and I started talking to her. I was like, hey, I don't know what the fuck I said. Some awkward shit, probably. Hey, babe, pizza's great, right? <laughs> I don't know what I said. It wasn't that awkward. I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable with girls. But um, we're going back and forth. We're talking, and she sits with me, and we, get, we got pizza together, which is cool. Because uh, being in an airport... And being on a plane for like six hours in a row is fucking lonely as shit. Um, so we got pizza together and she orders a, what the fuck did she order? She ordered like, I don't know, some martini or something. Now she's 19 years old because we talked about this before and she was 19. And the woman was like, do you have your ID on you? And she shows her a fake ID and then they're like, okay, cool. And then I asked her, I was like, hey, like we're just getting pizza, you know? Like, do you have to get a drink? Like, do, can you just, what well, about water? And then she's like, I use my fake ID. Like, she, like, acted like it was really cool. She, like, pointed at it, and she's like, this is a fake. I'm not, it's not, I'm not really 21. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, that's really fucking dope. And then I already knew that this is a, this is a fucking, like, this is why it's hard to, no wonder why people get married, dude. You meet a girl on a plane, she's giving you the eye, and you think it's like the fuck me eyes, but it's really like the don't kick my chair, motherfucker, because I'm going to shoot you eye. And then you meet a girl on the plane, 
or on the whatever airport and you think she's cool and then it's like oh basic bitch you know I don't think it's cool to drink when you're 19. Like, and, and that's happened multiple times. I've seen so many girls that are like 18, 19 years old go to a restaurant and like order a fucking beer. It's like, it's actually almost every girl I went to high school with that like was hot, basically. Every hot girl I went to high school with that parties drinks beer when they go to fucking Chili's. That's not cool, guys. And like, maybe you're an alcoholic and you need it. And if that's the case... I'll leave you alone. But most of it is very ego-like fucking, guess what? I could order a daiquiri. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. Let's have it. I'm actually going to get the Blue Moon beer with my um, burger today. And then you drive home and you have fucking alcohol in your system. For what? Because you wanted to get lunch with your friend? I don't know. It's a, it's a different world. I don't even want to f- fucking talk about it. It's just, it's so cringy, dude. Like, anytime I want to go eat with a girl, if you order a beer and you are under 21, I am, not only am I not impressed, I'm actually fucking completely turned off. Like, that girl, she ended up being really cool, and, well, I don't know, I wouldn't hang out with her again, but she was cool, you know, she was an interesting person, she told me a lot about her life, and she told me a lot about college, Uh, but... It's like that whole, the, the fact that she did that and like whispered to me, I was like, look at, I need to a fake ID. Like, and thought I was going to be like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. She used a fake ID in the, in the airport. Like, what the fuck was I supposed to say? I'm not pumped for you. I don't give a fuck. I don't know. Hell yeah, dude. Sarah's fucking so chill. She got two beers when we were getting pizza at the airport. She's fucking rad, dude. I don't know. It's just not, it's like not my thing. I would have been more turned on or impressed if she was like, hey, I really love to draw or hey, I really love to knit. You know, I would be like, wow, that's cool. I admire people for their passion. And for, that's why I love Jeffree Star is because he's fucking passionate so hard about makeup that he doesn't give a fuck what people think. He, he like, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm going to get more into that next episode because I'm rambling now, but it's cool if you're passionate about something. It's cool. Tell me about your skill. Show your skill off to me or your whatever, you know? Tell me about your life. I don't care if you drink fucking alcohol. It happens to be very basic, and it doesn't make you different at all. Um, and that's that's me. So now I'm going to get into the shoe part of the podcast. So let's roll the um, the intro music for the shoe part. Notice how there was nothing. That was the fucking joke there. Um, so first off, I want to start buying. If you have, if you're a seller or if you own any Jordan sneakers from 2010 or earlier, uh, let me know. Especially if they're size 10 or 10 and a half, I will always buy them. Um, and not if they're like beat. Don't send me some pair of shoes that's like, hey man, I've worn these since 2010. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for brand new retro ones, threes, fives. Eights, I don't even give a shit. They could be women's that are a size 12. Um, it's, I've just really gotten into like, I've always liked older Jordans. Um, but yeah, I have a list. I'm going to name a few off really quick. Um, I want 2001 Bread Ones, 2001 Mocha 3s. I want Miss Blue 4s, Tour 4s, uh, Uni Blue 5s, Fire Red 3s from 2007, uh, Aqua 8s from 2007. Um, do the right thing threes. I already had those, but I fucking sold them. 
Uh, I don't know. There's so many. I want original Carmine 6s. I want Raging Bull 5s, which I was supposed to get, but this guy fucking tweaked on me and asked for like 350 And then the next day he's like, oh, sorry, man. I got an offer for 500 I, I can't stand when people do that. Um, Dornbecker 3s I'm a fan of, even though those are 2010. The only newer pairs I take that I still love is like, uh, I, I don't know, maybe 2011 Concords. And uh, Tokyo 5s, dude. Tokyo 5s are so nice. I'm in love with them. But yeah, I don't know. Any of those shoes, I have an even bigger list. So if you're somebody that's a collector, uh, let me know because I'll just send you this list. And whatever you could get me, I'll try to fucking, I don't know, I'll sell some of my new shit and I'll get that. That's the other thing is like why I don't keep so many shoes or a personal collection is because it's like there's only so many good shoes out right now. Like... One pair of V2s and I'm cool, you know. Uh, the newer retro ones I'm not a big fan of. Like, uh, I don't know. Wave Runners are cool, I guess. But they're not. are they worth keeping? I could get 600 bucks for them. I always think, like, who the fuck am I to wear a $1,000 pair of shoes? I'm a fucking 19-year-old kid. Like, and in my mind, $1,000 is like, that's a trip to LA or that's a trip to New York or whatever. So it's hard because having a love for sneakers and also wanting to, like, fucking be somebody uh <laughs> it's like money plays a big role in my life right now so i a lot of the times i just sell my shit because i know that it's like it's not worth it but if it's an older pair of retros I, i'm fucking i'm gonna have to find a way because i i want all of these um let's talk about some newer releases so adidas they do these alexander wang collabs which some of them are cool my boy token he fucking loves them but they just released it's called a, a Alexander Wang X Adidas AW Run, uh, and they're fucking ugly as shit, okay? They look like a Balenciaga runner, uh, the Balenciaga Speed Trainers that retail at like 550 or whatever, or 800. Uh, this looks like a blatant copy of them, and it has an upside-down Adidas Originals logo on the heel, um, and they retail at almost 200 bucks. So fuck this shoe is basically what I'm saying. Uh, Golf Wang, if you don't know what that is, this is Tyler, the creator. He's doing another collab with Converse. I'm pretty pumped up for this. I like those collabs. Um, I think, I don't know. I could have sworn the other one was with Vans. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't want to look it up because it doesn't fucking matter. But his collab last time, whatever it was with like the checkerboarded Vans, or maybe it was Converse, they had like checkerboards on the side and there was a blue toe box and then a blue heel. Those I love. Um, and they're only like a hundred bucks, so you can't beat that. It's a cool collab with an awesome artist and Converse is one of the OGs. So I like that. Um, then those come out on, I think January or June 1st. Um, and then June 2nd, you got the Atmos and Nike Air Max fives or 95s. I never wore Air Max 95s yet, but, um, I'm starting to get into them. I love those greedy pairs. Um, there's a pair called I think it's just called the Greedy uh, Air Max 95. Love that, though. Uh, love that and those. Hmm. I love those. Uh, my friend Dan showed me about or told me about those. Wow. Here comes the part where I can't fucking speak. Um, but, yeah, these they have Air Max written all over them. They're black at the bottom, and they kind of fade into white and red at the top. They're awesome. I really want to buy these, but I definitely won't. Um, and then you got these pictures floating around of the new off-white collab or whatever collection they're going to do, which is like the yellow blazers and the black and white Prestos and the UNC ones. Obviously, those are a confirmed release, but the, the Prestos suck, man. It's like I, Dan also, I think, so, sent me 
Dan DiStefano. He's a fucking Italian guy. He's from Netflix. He works with Netflix. He was the first guy to see you when I went to LA, by the way. So shout out to you, Dan. Um, he's my new fucking best friend, basically. Um, and he showed me, he sent me a picture the other day of a gray pair of these Prestos and the gray pair is awesome, but the all black and the all white, it's like, I don't get fucking hyped about an all black shoe. I talked about this with the retro 11s. I know people get excited about them, but the original Prestos are the best ones compared to these, the fucking all white and the all black ones. I mean, I don't know. Those are probably, I'm guessing those are going to be 550 bucks to 650. Um, because they don't deserve to be a dollar more because uh, they're fucking all one color. So that wraps this uh, this whole podcast up. And next week, I don't know, I probably won't have guests on it until like, I don't know, because next time I'm in L.A., if I go back out there before January, I'm definitely going to at least have someone on there. Um, I'm planning on having Sam Roberts still when I go to New York. And maybe, oh, and Yoanti, he's the YouTube sneaker god. He's one of the OGs of the game. Him and T. Blake, uh, they were they were like the big sneakerheads. And I don't even know, 2014 and 15 was when they had like a ton of buzz on their YouTube channel and stuff. And then it became like everyone and their fucking mom has a sneaker show on YouTube. So it became more mainstream. But they were like the top dogs of that. Um, and they still are, in my opinion. So Yoanti is going to be on the show and um yeah and sam roberts hopefully so thank you guys for listening please rate this podcast whatever you think it deserves i'm not going to tell you to do it five stars if you don't think it deserves five stars but rate it and write a review and tell every fucking friend you have about it okay thank you for listening i'll talk to you again next week uh and here's a cool outro song <laughs>